What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Playing the Field, the season four first episode. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, Hestruck Bruno, baby, because guess what? We're back and we're better than ever, boys. Oh, my goodness. Back like we never <laughs> left. Back like we never oh. left. Wow, Mike's hot already. We are we are off to a great start. Oh, I'm a screamer, Kurt. We all I, know, know. I, know. I mean that in every sense of the word. I'm all looking right. at you, Twitch. All right, yeah. <laughs> For those who don't Whoa. know, you, if you're listening to the pod, true, you didn't watch the Twitch. Facts. We're trying. It just we're just testing some things out. We went live on Twitch. Um, for the first round of the NFL draft that we did, we were on for like four hours. <laughs> A long time, you could say. <laughs> quite quite some time. <laughs> um, and essentially. We wasted four hours of our lives when the Patriots took a guard in the first round. Yep. There was pain. There was Spain without the P, and there was not a lot of joy. But you know what? We survived. Was it the right decision? Who are we to say? Maybe we'll tell you later this episode. Should we Should we doubt Bill Belichick? Are we, <laughs> we are 35 seconds into talking, and we're already doubting Bill Belichick. We are, this season's going to be nuts. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here uh, absolutely first. Bruno, before we get into... Um, a little football talk. A little football talk. How are you? Kurt, I'm doing extremely well. It is crazy that we are sitting here in the year of our Lord, 2022, on, I was trying to look for the date. I have no idea what date September. it is. September 7th. Looked at my phone. I cheated for that one. September 7th, and we have NFL football back tomorrow night. That's crazy. Legitimately crazy. Nuts. And there are, uh, I know I feel like I say this every year. There are some absolutely banana land games to oh, start yeah. this slate. College football has been amazing. Yep. The the weather is starting to turn. Fall weather. Good. I'm fat. I don't like the sun. So summer being over, we're okay with it. Kurt, if you're watching on Twitch, you know this is the reason I'm wearing a sweatshirt today. It's sweatshirt fall. weather. It's fall. <laughs> I'm I'm a big sweatshirt. Guy. We're fall guys. I'm big, Shout like, out that game. I like clothing loose, mm. and I like sweatshirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Yep. Uh, Kurt, how are you doing? Don't good. skip over that. No, I'm good. Uh, busy, mm. busy. But I have you know returned north from Fairfield County. This is true. We're excited about that. This is true. Um, so yeah, I can't complain. I really just I become both insufferable, but also very. Happy during football season. Would like, you say sufferable? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's think about that one. <laughs> you already pretzeled my brain. I don't know, Bruno. I'm just excited that it's football season. It's me too. by far. It's like uh, the c word for me. Yes. Oh. Oh. Is it the c word for me too? Though that's the question. It's the h word for you. Mm. Just a longer period of Hanukkah. Mm. Well, it's already long to start. Yeah, but I'm saying... Are we re talking record-breaking long now? Yeah, we're talking like the entire NFL season long. Let's LFG. There's only baby. 12 days of the C word. That is true. They're about to be 12 months. <laughs> yeah, so. We almost got away with yeah, that yeah. one. It's like, all right. All right, Bruno, oh. let's get into some nitty-gritty here. Let's okay? do it. Um, let's talk first about how we're going to do this. It's going to be pretty similar sure. to how we've done it in the past. Yep. This is year three. Crazy of us doing. We survived a Cam Newton year. Oh my Mac God. Jones rookie year. Dude, that was our first year. Let, that, let's let's not uh, forget that was our first year. Let the this. record show that didn't go great. Yeesh. Uh, the graphics that we had also. Uh, we were we were learning. It was well, it Kurt. was it was during COVID. Every we had all had COVID brain. And let me give some credit to Kurt real quick for the viewers who don't know. Kurt does literally one hundred. When I say one hundred p, 
I mean literally 100p of the graphics. I'm not a graphics guy in any sense of the word. I've always said I've got a voice and a face for radio, not for TV. Kurt's got the aesthetics down. I can barely even see. Kurt sees all. Kurt does all the graphics. So if you think they look sexy, if you think they look hot, shout out to Kurt. Let him know in the Twitch comments, in the fucking uh, freaking PT playing the field reviews on iTunes. I'm going to show Spotify, you whatever. live reaction. Oh, sh- I oh, made, the, okay, I made the pick six graphic. It's very different in the last couple of years. Ready. But it's. It's a little saucy. Okay, I'm ready. We get, oh, we have our heads, baby. For those people on Twitch, they, you'll see it. You'll see it. Just the game with with uh, some our, cute little faces. I love that. Yeah. So we're gonna wait. Are some... we gonna get X's through our faces? Yeah, we sure oh are. Oh my god, let's go. Well, you might. <laughs> well, you okay. Might. Okay. All right. It's early for that. Well, it's a new year, Kurt. People you forget. Ha- you've it's lost. Zero. <laughs> you've lost two years in a row. Kurt, is, no is it or is it not right now? Zero a zero right now. As it stands for this year, it's <laughs> as it stands zero and zero. If we go all time standings, it's two. Kurt, two if we go all time standings, I'm gonna put that in your sacapuntas real quick. My pencil sharpener. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you you let your brain do the wandering. Woo. That one. All right. Okay. So well. similar format. Yep. Um, you know, basically we're gonna record early in the week. Yes, sir. So the podcast will drop. You know, early in the week. Tuesdays probably. Um, we'll play it by ear. Um, stats guy will be back this season um, in a slightly more limited role. Um, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. I'm sorry. No, okay, let me try that again. Wait, wait. Say that again and I won't laugh, I promise. Okay. Stats guy will be back in a limited role this year. <laughs> I really tried. No, I tried. no I just, we, stats guy is great. Yes, fucking let's go stats. No. Freaking let's go stats the guy. The stats guy segment last year was electric, but also I, I think – it would be good to divvy it up a little bit more just because uh, for stats guys sake, that's a lot of things each week to come on. And like, you yeah. know, it's, it's, it was a lot. Yeah. Plus all of our schedules are kind of wonky. So um, stats guy will be back just probably like on a biweekly basis. Captured the hearts of the nation and ready to do it again. Well, this year. in stats guys defense, there were listeners who listened yeah. only for stats guy. It's true. I mean, you know, let's just call a spade a spade. It, I, have you ever played the game spades, the card game? Actually, truthfully, no. I'm not a card guy. I love card games. I like and spit. Cards. You play spit? We're going to play spit. <laughs> God, just some curtain. I just made eye contact. If you're watching a Twitch, Twitch that was an electric Twitch moment. Saw Twitch saw it. Oh, that's going in the record books, yeah, folks. that's wild. So <laughs> that will be early in the week. We'll also be doing pick six again. Yes, we sir. need to chitty chat about pick six this week because Uh-oh. people forget. Oh wait, I'm going to Miami. For the game. Oh, my God. I literally forgot. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll so figure we, it out. You know, we'll, it'll be figured out, folks. Um, yeah. We're like, guys, when my notes here, Twitch, we are obviously tr- giving this a test run. Shout we're out. Still one viewer, which might be me still. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's okay. We're just having a fun time. You can watch it later. They'll go back. Oh, my God. What if they watch the video as they're listening to the pod? God bless them. Woo. God bless them. Wait. Is technically this going to be out before the pod is out? Yeah. Fucking time travel. Time. Man, this is crazy. You, <laughs> you have always said time is a social construct. Oh my God. The thing with these videos, though, is it's only up for 30 days or something. Okay. So you got like four weeks at a time of us if you want to go back and relive how you want to see how, what is it, how the hot dog gets made? How the, ham, what is the phrase? How the hamster runs around the wheel? Sure, but I thought it was something <laughs> about the meat. Something about meat. How the meat gets grinded? Maybe. Made? I don't know. <laughs> Just cut that from your brain. Um, and let's move on. So okay. that's 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 how the pod's going to roll this year. Yep. Um, but let's let's get into a little bit of NFL offseason okay. talk. Not as much to talk about as last year. I know when we did this, the quarterback carousel thing was pretty busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had 
quarterbacks flying all over the place. Um, not as much of that this year. It's an unfortunate topic to start with, yep. but one that must be discussed briefly. And that's the Deshaun Watson thing. Oddly enough, Deshaun Watson was in our offseason notes last year. Mm-hmm. He didn't play a snap for the Texans, was on their roster, but not active for any of the games. Um, and then obviously this – was it offseason or end of last – it was offseason, right? Yeah, Where was, he got traded? Yeah, yeah. All right. So he gets traded to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, like largest guaranteed salary of, of any quarterback ever, which is like Deshaun Watson as a football player is a magician. Like there's no arguing that. He's good. He's good. He's really freaking good. He's top five when he's playing Deshaun Watson football. Now Deshaun Watson off the field, we've mm-hmm. learned, potentially quite the scumbag. Mm-hmm. Um, and so – the NFL has come down and ruled, uh, or a judge, not the NFL, a judge ruled yep. that he got a six-game suspension to start this year. The NFL, believe it or not, was lobbying that he get a full-year suspension from the NFL. So that would be Cleveland has traded for him. They give him the most guaranteed money, and yep. they want him out for the entire season. Yep. So that would be two seasons in a row he doesn't step on a football field. That would be pretty wild. That's not, ended up, that's not how it ended. So basically, the NFL appealed and Deshaun Watson got 11 games mm-hmm. Bruno something I found a little interesting here okay mm. the NFL likes their ratings they sure do they sure do uh, you know it just so happens that when he's back in week 12 mm. the Cleveland Browns just so happen to be playing down in Houston against the Texans gasp I'm shocked shocked so they're they're gonna get uh they're gonna see Deshaun Watson in his first game ever with the Cleveland Browns back in Houston. That's gonna be nuts. The boos were gonna be loud. We saw a little bit of it during preseason when he played that like one preseason game. I think it was maybe the Jaguars, I forget who they yes. played. Yes. And it was kind of hilarious. Some of the chants were like, you know, it's not a funny subject, but at least the boos were they were going nuts. Again, imagine his first regular season game, his first actual game of the Browns, and against the Texans. I mean, it's going to be no. that's going to be quite the atmosphere. Boo that man, and deservedly Boo so. Boo that man. Yep. And like the whole thing with the Texans is strange too. Like the Texans paid some of the women, like they settled with the women. Very sus. I, very sus. Like, and that was kind of done behind closed doors. So I don't know. A little sketchy, obviously, but we need to talk about it. So that yep. that's something that kind of dominated the offseason yep. news. Bruno, this one is near and dear to my heart. It is indeed. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll chat. So okay. basically, let's talk about, uh, I believe it was either February, I think it was February, yeah. or March. Tom Brady hangs it up. Tom Brady is 44 years old. He's like, you know what? We had a good run. I'm all set. I don't think I can I can give the competitive whatever bullshit he said in his, his retirement uh, Instagram post that didn't mention the Patriots. Classic. <laughs> so... He retires, and then 40-something days later, Tom Brady's like, I want to come back. Initial thoughts, what do you think about that? I mean, I think we all thought, like, his last game for the Bucks, he almost led another miraculous comeback against the Rams. Like, they were on pace to come back and win that game, and then the Rams just, you know, worked their magic and ended up winning and obviously then going on to win the Super Bowl. So I think a lot of us were like, is Tom really about to have his last game be that playoff game? So I think that's what people were saying. 
there were rumors at that time, and we'll get to some of this news like as we go on. And, like there were rumors at that time of like maybe plans he was trying to make, and that came out even more recently. We didn't know this at the time of his retirement. I was kind of like, is this really happening? It was fresh. It was right after the playoffs loss. Is, are we really going to see the last of him, Kurt? Spoiler alert: We did not see the last of Tom Brady. We did not. We will. We will be seeing him a lot more this year mm-hmm. on our tellies. Um, tellies. So basically. I don't know. I feel like this is tough because I obviously res- I respect Tom and am so thankful for all that he gave Patriots fans, especially during the 26 years I've walked this earth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, over the course of the last six months, seven months, have lost a lot of respect for Tom. I thought the retirement was phony. I do. I felt bad initially that he didn't get to do it his own way because, like, you know, right. Adam Schefter, Ian yeah. Rapport all came out and said, like, he's retiring. And he, he didn't want to do it. It just felt like it was kind of forced. But the more stuff that trickles out, the less respect I have for him. And that kind of leads into this next point, which is in regards to Brian Flores yep. and the Miami Dolphins. So this is another thing that kind of dominated NFL offseason news and the fact that Brian Flores uh, – was fired from the Dolphins at the end of last season. I don't really understand why, but he was fired. Um, and then he went off and filed and is suing the NFL for a, a bunch of different things. But basically, it's interesting because there was some smoke around Tom Brady potentially wanting to go to Miami back, like, you know, even before he signed with the Buccaneers. Yep. Um, but that really started to gain, gain some traction. And I believe it was on the day Tom Brady retired that the Brian Flores news dropped. So everything was kind of coming into focus at the same time. And basically, long story short, um, when, when Brian Flores was fired from the Dolphins and was interviewing other places, Bill Belichick, that sneaky (laughs) son of a bitch, somehow, you know, call it fake. Maybe maybe he meant to do it. The world probably will never know. We'll never know. Bill, you know, a 70-year-old technology, it's tough. Snap face. Snap Insta, face. Instabook. It, it's tough. He, texting is emailing. You know, it's a hard life out here. Well, Bill Belichick sends a text to Brian saying, congratulations. Mm. He thinks he's texting Brian Dayball, mm-hmm. who ended up getting the New York Giants oh, yeah. head coaching job. Now, Brian Flores was supposed to be interviewing for the Giants' head coaching Mm. job. But, you know, it seemed like they already had their man before Brian Flores even got an interview. And so Bill sends a text to Brian Flores, and Brian Flores is like, Bill, I I think you got the wrong guy. (laughs) And Bill's like, fuck, I fucked this up. The direct quote. Yeah. (laughs) So Bill Belichick sends that to Brian Flores. Brian Flores, rightfully so, pissed off about it. Yeah. Pissed off. Goes on this like you know rage against the Dolphins. Goes against his rage against the NFL, and then Tom Brady's plans might have been foiled on that very second. Oh yeah. So what was kind of building behind closed doors is once Brady retired, you know he still had his contract still belonged to the to the Buccaneers. Yep. Kind of like how when Gronk retired from the Patriots, right? But before the Patriots traded him to the Buccaneers. He had to come back to the NFL, and he was technically on the Patriots. Mm-hmm. So that would be the same thing for Brady. Now, that changes if Tom were to take a front office position with the Dolphins. That contract is no longer no longer a thing. So if Brady 
just so happened he's he's a Florida mm. he's a Florida man now. Yes, he, he just bought a twenty million dollar piece of land mm. in Miami. Uh, so he was going to sp- land. He's going to spend some time down there, waterfront with Giselle and the kids, and you know maybe, just maybe, hmm. slide his way into the Miami Dolphins front office. Hmm. And then when he was like, mm, I think I want to play again, he just walks down to the field. And all of a sudden, is a Dolphins starting quarterback. Now, Bruno, spin zone, <laughs> who just, you know, kind of oddly retired or stepped down from their head coaching position, also in the NFC South, particularly in Nolens. Mm, maybe a little Sean Payton. Anyone? Interesting. Interesting you say that because mm. apparently, mm. you know, Sean Payton was going to take a year off. Yeah. And then just, you know. Slide his way into Miami. How did I get here? That's oh my so god, that's weird. so weird. That, yeah, it's in the south, and it's just a different conference. Oh, Tom, is that you? Tom, Tom, <laughs> Tom I didn't. See, I didn't know you were coming to the dock that's today. Crazy. So the master plan appears like it would have been Sean Payton as the head coach. Yep. Tom Brady as the quarterback, and the Miami Dolphins making moves, making a a huge splash. Yeah. Um, can you imagine if Tom Brady? Was in the same division as Bill Belichick, twice a year. You get to see that. That would have been that would have been infuriating because it's also like, a we had clowned on the Dolphins for so many years. I don't want to be clowned on by them. Yeah, like hope that never happens. Yeah. Even though they're kind of getting better and stuff, but like that would have been infuriating. We both agreed at the time. Him going to the Bucks was like he's far great, far away geographically. Yep. he's in the NFC. We'll never see him and except for one time. The Bucks, you know, he made them relevant, but previously they kind of were irrelevant. So that's what made it better initially. Yeah. If you'd gone to the Dolphins, yikes. Yeah. So that was bad enough. Yeah. That whole thing, I was like, wow, I kind of lost a little respect for Tom. Yep. And then it comes out just a couple short months ago that he was already talking to Stephen Ross, the owner of the Dolphins, in 2019. What team was Tom Brady the quarterback for in 2019? It might be a little hometown team of ours. The New England Patriots, who started 10-0 that year. People forget. And people were like, Tom was like, quote, cool, I'm the most unhappy 10-0 quarterback ever. Well, if you're – if you, they obviously limped to the finish line that season. They yeah. lost – they lost the Dolphins in week 17, lost the bye. That's a little interesting, is it? It was the Dolphins who beat them? <laughs> weird. Who Tom was talking to? Also weird. And then you lose your first-round playoff game against the Titans – I'm not saying he threw the game. Don't. I'm not doing that. Right. But, right. like, you know, you're. T- you can't tell me your heart was all in it if you're talking to a league uh, rival, and uh, you've already decided you're leaving the Patriots. It yep. just it leaves a really bad taste in my mouth. And the legacy that Tom Brady had created in Foxborough, I think, took a hit. Yeah, I mean, undeniably so, Kurt. In addition to all that, if that wasn't enough, in addition to all of that, did you hear about all this Raider stuff too? Oh, yeah. Dana yep. White comes out. First of all, Dana White, CEO of UFC or owner or whatever he is of UFC, he comes out and he's like, yeah, he almost went to the Raiders with Gronk. Remember that quote that was like, oh, that mystery team, whatever, has that motherfucker over there yep. and like they don't want they me. They want to keep that Apparently that was Derek Carr, which is kind of funny. Yeah, and everyone thought it was Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Everyone thought he wanted to right. go back to San Francisco. Right. Spin zone, again, no, it was the Raiders. Yeah, and, and so what – keeps getting to me is that he tried like i feel like this narrative has been built up that he was like oh my god i have to leave new england i have to experience something new the bucks were the perfect team for me the perfect landing spot the perfect organization they were like the third choice like they were not the first choice he wanted to go to correct and then there was some some potential you know like the colts wanted them right the chargers were kicking the tires right It, it was just kind of amazing like you know you've obviously hindsight's 2020 and you've seen what he's done with the bucks and what right. he's done since 
But like the fact that only a couple teams are really interested in interested in Tom Brady. Weird. Weird. But that's why I'm getting off my soapbox. Mm. We're going to move on with the pod. Okay. okay? I'm calm down. <laughs> we got it out. We got it out. This is therapeutic. I do have that six foot painting of Tom Brady in my room. True. It's going to, ha- Mac Jones's face has been put over Mac Tom Brady. Daddy. Mac. Captain Mac Captain Daddy. Captain Mac. We will get to Captain <laughs> Mac in just, a, in just a short few minutes here. But Bruno, first, something we did last year on this episode that I really enjoyed. And. I don't know if I was very correct, so we don't have to revisit. I don't think I was either, but that's the fun. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna we are about to make some wild predictions oh, coming yes. your way. So basically, we're gonna break down division winners. Yes. Uh, we have a couple bold picks, we and do. then we have a way too early, of course, Super Bowl pick. As as we do, as we do. Um, so Bruno, why don't I start with AFC and you start with NFC? That's fine. All right, great. So let's start with the AFC West. A loaded, loaded AFC West. Um, I. Every part of me, obviously Russell Wilson, now a mm-hmm. member of the Denver Broncos. That's that's it's still weird. I will never be used to seeing him in orange. Um, I used like that stupid neon green, and that's and like Super Bowl matchup too. <sighs> yeah, I know. So it's like Jesus, that's extra weird. I know. I, I didn't even remember that. Um, so Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Josh McDaniels goes to the Raiders. Yep. They bring in a whole new cast of characters. Devontae Adams oh, is yeah. there. Chandler Jones is there. They got some. Oh, I forgot about Chandler. Oh, they got some hashtag weapons. You give Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, a speedy white guy in the slot, and Darren Waller. <laughs> yeah. Mickey D's could be pretty excited out there. That's true. Um, and you pair Max Crosby with Chandler Jones. Wagon, potentially. True. Um, and then, obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs, who no one's really talking about. Which is weird because they're the Chiefs. They're the Chiefs, and they've had the best record in the NFL over the last five years. And it's Andy Reid and it's Patrick Mahomes. The departure of Tyreek Hill, I think, has taken a lot of that right. luster away from the Chiefs. Um, and so, with that being said, Bruno, there's a team that kind of in the weeds there that also made a bunch of moves. People forget the Sandy. Whoa, testing, testing. The Los Angeles Chargers, there Bruno. It is. I. Can't say enough good things about Justin Herbert, and I think he t- he takes that next step. He 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 gets them into the playoffs. They win the AFC West. So, Kurt, this is probably one of my least confident picks of most of the divisions. The only team I'm confident is not winning it is the Chiefs. Fuck the Chiefs. They're going to be bad. That's just scientifically Don't and think so. analytically true. They're <laughs> going to be horrible. Um, but outside of the Chiefs, the other three teams, you can make a case for all of them, though maybe the Raiders are a little less. But, like, Chargers, Broncos, I guess fine. Seriously, the Chiefs, you, they're going to be a strong division. So I'm not super confident in this pick. I like the Chargers. I agree with Herbert. He's very, very good. He continues to get better every year. They have a lot of weapons. Austin Eckler is a beast. You know, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, if he stays healthy. They got a lot of good guys. I think my thing with the Chargers is that so far they have been that team that either starts hot or they have good regular season and they have moments. But then it seems like when it matters, sometimes they will come up empty. Obviously, that's the narrative until you change it. And you can make the strong case that this year they will change that, right? Like that's always what it's going to be until you prove it. I could easily see them winning. I am just going to give it to the Broncos. Maybe I'm buying into the hype a little bit. Obviously, anytime a new quarterback, you know, not every not every situation is Tom Brady joining the Bucks and instantly win a Super Bowl, right? Like that doesn't that's not right. the standard. Even though he Tom Brady is so good that he kind of made it the standard. Yep. Um, I still think Russell Wilson's going to be good there. They have a lot of good pieces on the offensive side of the ball. I think their defense is is going to be okay, even though defense in that league might be optional. Well, yeah. in by sorry, in <laughs> that division will be optional. potentially. Yes. Um, so we'll see. But like I picked the Broncos. I was just kind of going with my gut, you know. Kurt, you know I always go with my gut. So Absolutely. my gut says Broncos. I said Broncos. Listen, that's going to be a crazy division. I'm, 
the most excited I've been for a division since last year's yep. NFC West. Um, so, Bruno, moving right along, AFC North. I believe the team I'm picking finished in last place last year. Sheesh. But we're, go- we're going worst to first, baby. Hey, shout out to the Red Sox. Uh, they went. They're just worst. <laughs> but, but but they have done worst to first. They have. This year, they're firmly worst. But they freaking <laughs> blow. But come on. All right. Uh, I'm going worst to first. Nice. Baltimore Ravens. Nice. I can't believe they finished last last year. I, I think I think they finished last. Don't um, look it up. Don't look it up. Don't do that. It might have been the it might have been the Browns. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. Don't it, say but that. I don't know. Uh, but we're going from the team who didn't win it last sure. year to a team who did. So sure. I'm, I'm taking the Ravens. I think you know Lamar doesn't have a contract. That's been something that's kind of been talked about. Um, people are like if I was Lamar, I wouldn't step on the field. I think Lamar shows out this year. I think he's like. If you're not going to pay me, someone else is going to pay me. I think he brings he he leads the Ravens to a to an AFC North title. I think the Ravens are definitely going to be good. I think my thing with Lamar is that obviously last year he got a little banged up, and so like a large part of the year he wasn't able to play at his best. I agree though; he's highly motivated. He's betting on himself. He thinks he's his own agent too, so it's like he literally is mm-hmm. betting on himself, which he is sure also kind of awkward in the negotiating room. But I think he's going to play well. I think my issue with Lamar is and always will be like I just feel like you know you know how often he runs. It's like it could be a situation like last year where he gets banged up a little too much and then all of a sudden it's like he's not able to play at his best. I'm not, it's hard to predict that. Right. I just it, honestly I could see the Ravens winning. I'm just sticking with Joe Cool and the Bengals. I think obviously last year I I'm not predicting them to make oh I guess this is a spoiler. I'm not predicting the Bengals to make the Super Bowl. That's credit right. to me for admitting that right now. All right. But they you know they were good last year. They they balled out. He is playing he was playing out of his mind. Obviously he just got his appendix out, but I think he's going to be able to recapture that form he had last year. Maybe he'll be faster. Maybe Damn. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Damn. Lost some weight, I guess. <laughs> Lost a couple LBs. Yeah. Oh, sheesh. Hopefully he can lose some more LBs on the field. Um, hey-o. Hey-o. Shake and bake. <laughs> um, but I also, maybe I'm biased. I really like T. Higgins. I have him in a couple fantasy leagues. He's going to compliment Jamar Chase. He often gets forgotten. So I could see the Ravens. I'm rocking with the Bengals and Joey B. We'll see what happens. You did that because Devin Asiasi is their tight end now, right? Uh, everyone has been saying Ever. The people have spoken. <laughs> um, I have. I think the Bengals will be good too. I'm a little more concerned about a little Super Bowl hangover potentially that, with them. No, that's fair. Um, that's fair. Especially because no one, and absolutely no one, thought they would do what they did last year. It's still year. weird. Like, yeah. like, do you forget every now and then that they made it, and then you just remember and you're like, "What?" I don't forget how much or how badly I wanted to play the Bengals in the first round of the playoffs people last forget. year. I'm like, I don't want to play the Bills. I want the Bengals. And they beat the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs, which after being down like twenty-one. Is also seven. like let's also not forget this is also well, crazy. They snuck by the Raiders, right? Beat the Chiefs, lost. No, wait, they had three wins. They had three wins. I don't know. Who they, knows? Don't look. It don't up. look it up. But they got <laughs> this is the theme of this year. Don't look it up. They, stats guy. <laughs> they got to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Then they lost that. Yep. So uh, I like the pick, but I think there could be a little bit of Super Bowl hangover. True. So next, AFC South. Snooze fest. I'm just taking the Colts. I like the fact that Matt Ryan's the quarterback for them now. I think that's a way better fit than Carson Wentz and I think that in a pretty bad division they win it he's good enough to win the division the Titans sure they're there but like again it's like Ryan Tannehill it's like how off how long are we gonna do this <sighs> yeah uh, Tannehill's just not it for me no. and I think Derrick Henry like he's got he's the he's, miles are pow- piling up yeah and he might get 400 carries this year like yeah I, I have to no I, AJ Brown that's again I can't believe they got rid of AJ Brown yep. 
Um, so I, I'm not as high in the Titans as, as I right. have been in the past. So yeah. I'm taking the Colts. Me too. Simple as that. Simple as that. Colts, baby. Colts. Maybe they'll hang a banner for winning a division. They def- what do you mean maybe? They definitely <laughs> they, will. That's going, that might be made right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then the AFC East, um, you know, a little hometown bias. Not here. No. No. I can't. No. No. Just Bills. It, it's our head coach, Bill. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Nailed funny. it. Uh, yeah, it's. Oh wait, I, you ever see that thirty for thirty-two bills? That's us because we both that's us. Bills. I that's us. <laughs> I I hate to admit it, but yeah. I feel like in the AFC East, it's like Buffalo. Oh yeah, like fifty feet of dog crap. Yep. And then somewhere in there are the the Dolphins and the Pats, and then there's like the Earth's crust. The, the, the mantle, mantle, the, mantle, the inner core, the inner and core, the outer and core. The yeah. So I'm glad we just went through science Let's for a second. Geology, baby. Yeah. My God. So yeah, the Bills are winning the AFC. Oh yeah. You know, no All doubt. right, we're gonna take over the NFC. All right. So NFC. So we'll start in the NFC West. We're gonna go the same order that we did in the AFC, just with the NFC counterparts. This division lost i feel like well not like i feel like definitely lost with russell wilson leaving the division we had all the drama with kyler murray and the cardinals where he signed the big contract and they put the homework clause in his contract and then they took it out that's a clown show clowns um you know i think just when it comes down to it let's not overcomplicate things it's the rams i think they're going to win the division kurt i think we you know people are kind of split like are the rams super bowl contenders or how good are they going to be was last year fluke i think most people think that the rams are going to like out of the two Super Bowl teams from last year, the Rams are more likely to be good than the Bengals. I think people generally are kind of agreeing with that. Um, but, you know, at least for right now, where we're sticking in the division talk, it's hot, like they have just too much talent. They didn't really lose that much. Yes, Matt Stafford has his weird like baseball pitcher elbow injury. Supposedly, he has no limits to how much he's going to throw. We'll have to keep an eye on that. But I just think they're too good to not win that division. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, th- I think they're too good. I think, you know, people forget they the addition of Allen Robinson and they have Bobby Wagner in their linebacker yes. core. Now I just, they're too good to me. They're a team that that's going to be there in the end. I think I'm taking the, I'm taking the Rams as you well. You know it, you know it. Um, all right, we'll move on to the NFC North. This, I feel like every year is maybe the easiest division to predict in all of football. Yes. Um, this is the division for all the folks who don't remember that has the bears, LOL, <laughs> that has the lions. Their Super Bowl was hard knocks this year and they already, they already had it. I've, in interjecting, I love Hard Knocks. This yeah, year. Dan Campbell was like that was he was a great fit for someone like the coach to be on Hard Knocks. So definitely entertaining. But as far as winning the games, no. <laughs> um, the Vikings might be better than people think, but like again, come on, it's the Vikings and Kirk Cousins. Shout out to Anthony Rosati, his favorite quarterback. It's the Packers, Kurt. I mean, Kurt, are you picking someone other than the Packers? To no, win this? I'm not picking anyone other than the Packers. But I will throw this in there. Throw I it. do think the Minnesota Vikings will be better than people think they will be. And I, th- I could see them sneaking in the playoffs. Yeah. So, no, that's fair. I mean, right. Justin Jefferson, good. Yeah, they just – Jalen Rager from oh, – Which is hilarious, that whole hilarious, thing. Yep. Hilarious. So, if <laughs> people forget in the, in the draft – what is it, three years ago, 2020? Yeah. 2020 uh, draft. Yeah. Um, so, I guess it's two drafts ago. Well, three. 2020. Math. Three, math. Really hard. <laughs> I was like, oh, 2022 <laughs> minus 2022. No. 2022 minus 2020 is some electric math, Kurt. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> Could have just done two minus two. <laughs> you know, but Kurt, here we are. <laughs> All right. So uh, three drafts ago. Yeah, yeah. But they, but the Eagles had the pick before yep. the Vikings, who had the pick before the Patriots. Ugh, never forget never that. Never forget. Um, and the Vikings were convinced that the Eagles were going to take Justin Jefferson. Yep. And they took Jalen Rager. 
and there are videos of the Vikings laughing, laughing. dancing on the graves Literally. of the Eagles. And it turned out the Eagles pick of Jalen Rager, not good. Yep. The pick of the Vikings, Justin Jefferson, very good. Yeah. So uh, I think the Vikings could threaten, but it's the Packers division. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right, moving on to the NFC South here. Again, like this is another one of those divisions. Let's just run through the three people. I feel like we're going to pick the same here, but we'll see. Yeah. We got three teams before our probable winners. We got the Panthers with Baker Mayfield. Sure, a little bit of a mystery, but you know, Christian McCaffrey has played like single digit games out of the team's yeah. last like 30 plus. Baker, again, he didn't light it up in in Cleveland. He played well, but who knows what he's going to do. Panthers are a mystery. Falcons, no Matt Ryan. They're going to stink. The Saints, again, they're welcoming back Jameis as the starter. Jameis? People forget I may have on my bold predictions been like he was going to be a top five quarterback before he got injured. He did. He so was playing well. That wasn't that bad of a prediction. No. It, could, it probably would have been bad, but we don't have to, you know, ask. We don't have to. to say no. that. So the Saints are a mystery. So, again, it really just comes down to the Bucks. Like, I, I don't see how the Bucks don't win this division. I agree. I think the Bucks win the division, but I don't think the division as a whole is going to be, you know, exceptional. I think, you know, the Buccaneers, I think they have some questions offensively. Um, how is Chris Godwin going to do coming back from his ACL? Right. Mike Evans, already you're hearing the hamstring, the hamstring. As always. It's, it's, that's Mike Evans' thing. Leonard Fournette, chunky. You, chunk, Campbell, chunky. Chunky Leonard out here. <laughs> chunky playoff Lenny. Um, As they say. Obviously, Gronk is gone yep. into retirement for a second time. Yep. Hopefully, he stays put right there. Um, and, you know, the Tom Brady news of the offseason, and is he committed? And yep. then he leaves during training camp for 11 days. The amount of like different things people have said that that could be whether him and Giselle are divorcing or he got Botox or he got knee surgery or he's already retiring again. There's just a lot of questions around Tom. I think that could get pretty. The hell was that? Oh, there's people talking. Yep, someone's watching. Okay, someone's watching. okay, great. Shout out! All right, so that was interesting. <laughs> I didn't know that. Was, that like, what was. is that noise? <laughs> um, so I, I, it's the Bucks. Um, but you know, I would love, I would love to see the Panthers do something. Sure. I like that Baker Mayfield's there. You need Christian McCaffrey healthy. Yep. I just don't think they have enough weapons. I don't think they can threaten the saints are a ginormous question mark. Uh, new coach Jameis is back. What are they going to give you? I don't know, but I hope, I hope they compete at least with the bucks. I don't want the bucks to run away with it. Yeah, no, I agree for sure. Definitely makes it more exciting. And you know, people forget for some reason, in the regular season, at least, the Saints always beat the Bucks. So, who knows? Maybe yeah, that'll play a People forget. Um, last you but not, You don't forget. We don't forget. We don't, of course. We we never, we've never forgot a single thing in no, our lives. No, ever. Um, what was I saying? I don't remember. That was a joke. Um, no, I, wait, was it? Nope. I don't know. Mm. Shout out to the person watching. All right. Last, last division we got, Kurt, is last but not least, it is the NFC East. Kurt, this one is a two-team race which you can yeah. debate how much of a race that is the two teams not in the race the giants you know danny dimes and i mean i like brian dayball i mean me too. he'll make danny dimes not right better now. not right now saquon listen buddy you're telling you're gonna kill everyone and you're gonna have the best season of your life buddy pal like, we are but also we are not <laughs> and you are not you are not um and then the commanders again carson Wentz. come on let's get let's get <sighs> real here i i like the commanders they're not i no. just there's not enough no. there 
they're gonna like beat like of course NFC East is gonna like eat each other like yeah, they're gonna do that yeah. but like as far as winning probably not it really comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles Kurt at first I'm not gonna lie I was leading Cowboys people forget before Dak got wait was was it last year he got injured I forget when he got injured he snapped his two years ago or yeah. I don't know when that yeah. was like they they have shown flashes over the last couple of years of being just really really good and like I I hopefully their you know defense can keep up because obviously yeah. their offense has been good they did lose Amari Cooper which is kind of a weird remember people forget he got traded to the Browns I think yeah so that's kind of weird but I think their offense is still going to be good but Kurt I keep hearing this I feel like you have some more to say to this which leads us kind of like into the next part of this but for now people are talking up the Eagles I've heard nothing but good things about Jalen Hurts and how he's been playing DeMonte Smith has put on some weight this offseason and is supposedly going to be a force Miles Sanders AJ Brown healthy. AJ Brown they traded for so like I've heard nothing but good things about the Eagles honestly again it just seems like they have momentum so Eagles it is yeah I'm rocking with the Eagles too I think that the Eagles are going to be – I don't want to say the Bengals of this year, but a team like that who you just don't really expect to make a run, who's going to make a run. Right. Um, I, I, I like what they're doing over there. Um, and we'll, we'll, we'll touch on it more in some bold picks here in a few. But I'm ready. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think – I think the Eagles and the Cowboys, again, just it's though between those two, and I, I'm going to give the edge to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, Kurt, we have gone through the divisions, all of them, and now – we are tasked with the absolute delightful task of saying with supreme confidence, betting both of our life savings on this outcome of who's going to be and win in the Super Bowl. Well, I took the Browns from the Super Bowl last year. Me too. Year, People so. forget. People forget. <laughs> oh, what a disaster. Yikes. Um, Bruno. You also, had the pack. Wait. I, feel, I had, who the, did I I had, I had the Bears. and I mean, no, sorry. No, the Browns, God, the Browns and the Packers. Yeah, I forgot who I had, but your Packers was better than whoever I had. Maybe I had the Cowboys or something. I don't remember. May, oh, it might have been. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. They yeah. were bad picks. Maybe. Maybe we'll be different this year. Maybe. Probably not. We'll don't see. don't come back and look at these. Don't look season. it up. Don't, again. That should be that should be the name of the video. This episode. Don't, Don't look, look it up. It up. <laughs> oh my god! What if we started naming episodes? File that away under. This maybe one's ideas. back like we never left. We're, I mean, of course. So, so all right. um, I'm gonna go. Yep. First, I'm gonna start in the NFC because I okay. think the NFC is way less. There's way fewer teams to yes. choose from. Yes, for um, sure. I'm gonna give it to the Rams to to uh, represent the NFC. Again, I just think they're the best team in that division in that conference. Mm-hmm. I do not doubt Sean McVay at all. You saw what Matt Stafford did in one year. Now he gets another year with Cooper Cup. Allen Robinson's there, like I said. I love the addition of Bobby oh, yeah. Wagner. Shout out Allen Robinson. I, I think OBJ ends up back there. I just think they're I think they're loaded. I think they get back to the Super Bowl. I'm rocking with the Rams. Over in the AFC, the Cinderella team for me, Justin Herbert mm. and the Chargers. Herbert the Bervert. Him. <laughs> Timothy. <laughs> oh, Timothy Herbert. I like that. Timothy oh Herbert. <laughs> um, I think the Chargers are kind of a team of destiny. They went sure. out and they made some splashes. Uh, isn't Khalil Mack a Charger too? Oh my God. Khalil Mack. Another thing. JC Jackson. Oh my God. Like they could be really good. So yeah. I'm actually going to take the chart. I want to take the Rams. But like no, no one's repeated since right. the Patriots back in the day. And no one can. And no one can. Banned. Ever. It's yep. just not allowed to happen unless it's us. Uh, so I'm taking the Chargers. So I'm taking Timothy Herbert and the Chargers over the Rams. Love that. So, Kurt, we were one for two here. I'll start with the one we were the same on. It's the Rams. If we're going to be honest, I agree with everything you said. The only, I don't know about you, but the only other team in the, in the NFC I was even thinking was the Packers. What stops me for the Packers is that I know I've heard nonstop the Packers' defense is going to be nasty. Every year their defense is what lets them down. This year it's going to be nasty. I, I just both. think there's too much... 
uncertainty with the like what um pass catchers i was trying to think of the way you yeah. combine white yeah. wide receivers and tight ends the pass catchers for the packers obviously the big news devonta adams gone he even being triple covered every game he still caught like a bazillion catches for a bazillion yeah. yards and bazillion touchdowns obviously the narrative always was aaron Rodgers didn't like all the other receivers and didn't want to throw to them well Who's there now? All the receivers that are were either there or whatever. So yeah. sure, they have some good guys. MVS, right? He's still there. Alan yep. Lazard is still there. They have some like names. You know, maybe you picked them up in fantasy, but there's too many question marks there. And so sure, maybe their defense is going to be good, but I don't know. So again, that comes down to it's only it's only those two from in my eyes in my eye for who might come out of the NFC. Thank one, you. The I one I, the one eye, the all seeing eye. So then, Kurt, we come to the AFC, and here's where we differ. So yep. again, much like the pick in the division. When we came back to the division, I could see the Chargers coming out. Kurt, I've I've had this thought. I've heard others repeat it. It's been marinating in my head, and I just simply can't get out of my head when I'm thinking about how this is going to go down. Kurt, in the division of the Chargers, I could see them winning. Okay. Nonetheless, they're going to have the division. Like you know how they say like group of death and stuff, or like soccer yeah, yeah, and whatever. Yeah. Football. Um, they have the division of death, right? You can make the argument that even if they win the division. That division is going to beat up on each other, meaning that their record might not be as good at the end of the season. Right. The Bills, sure, the Dolphins are like getting kind of up there. And, of course, we're scrappy. I know we beat the Bills last year, weird weather game, whatever. You can make the argument that they're going to get more wins in their division than the Chargers are, meaning the Bills could be the number one seed, yeah. meaning they could have a home playoff game. Yeah. And so I could, I could still see the Chargers – like, it's not like they can't go on the road and win. Like, I'm not saying that for sure. Obviously, they are kind of like the warm weather team. And obviously, there's the whole narrative going going east and whatever. I'm just saying, I think the Bills have a better path to a better record. Better record meaning the number one seed. And playing at home all throughout the AFC, that's what leads me to set, taking giving them the edge. That's all. But, yeah. again, it, it's I think it like the Chargers are going to be good. The whole NFC West is going to be good. I really think it's either the Bills or the whoever wins the West. Yeah, uh, the Bills could one hundred percent be there. I, I I totally see that. Um, but I mean, it'll be it'll be so interesting to see what happens. Again, these are just for fun. These mm-hmm. way too early picks. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. But um, neither of us are the Patriots as a, as a Super Bowl pick. No one accuses us of being homers. No, you know, I don't even know if they're going to make. I doubt they make the playoffs. So. Sure. Wild card, wild, wild card, card boys. So Bruno, let's quickly go through some um, bold picks mm. before we get into some Patriots stuff. Okay, all, all right. right. I want I want your bold picks first. Okay, Kurt, you want to run them through all three? Yeah, we got me. three bold picks. Each. Hit me, baby. All right, one more time. Here's my. Ooh, well, not just once. Or can I do multiple? Well, okay, I said one more time. All right, Kurt. Bold pick number one. We're keeping it in the AFC West. I think you know you and I both talked a lot about AFC West. Wouldn't be surprised if our bold picks ended up there. Kurt, I'm throwing this out there. Sure, it's bold. Some people may call me crazy. They already do call me. Call me maybe. Some people already call me crazy, right? Yeah. Kurt, top fantasy quarterback of the AFC West, none other than that motherfucker. Derek Carr. I, <laughs> Kurt, Bruno, I love it. Here's my reasoning. A, scientific fact. Patrick Mahomes sucks. He sucks. That's just a fact. He sucks. So we're, Mahomes is out. Fact number two, Justin Herbert. He is definitely good, but here's my opinion on that. Derek Carr is going to be more consistent with the points. Sure. Herbert's going to have those 40-point sure. like games. He's just going to have those games where he stinks. And then Kurt... Russell Wilson, obviously, you know I love Russell Wilson. I just think he's going to ramp up, and so he just won't have the same amount of points. So, Kurt, Derek Carr, top fantasy quarterback. Devonta Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, all of you said he's looking to put up and, some points. And McDaniels. Yeah, Josh is going to put him in a position to succeed. Yes, so sir. I love that. I love that. I love that. Thank you. Kurt, 
second crazy pick, which I don't know if it's going to be crazy because we kind of did talk about this when we were going through divisions. Kurt, there's been much talk, much talk hmm. about the Panthers, right? We have Baker Mayfield coming in there. We have Christian McCaffrey. Is he going to stay healthy? There's a lot of question marks. Kurt, if we look at the NFC South, that division, I don't know. I, a lot of question marks there, right? I'm predicting them in second place of the NFC South and not that far off from first. Hmm. Part of that maybe has to do with the Bucks regressing a bit. So okay. record-wise, that has to do with the Bucks. But Kurt, the Falcons stink. <laughs> and the Saints, people are predicting them to be frisky. Yeah. Listen, my name's Briskin. Kind of rhymes with friskin. Frisky Brisky. Some people have called me that. Some oh, most I like that. Things. I like Some that. People have called me that. I just don't see it for the Saints, especially because, like, are we trusting Jameis? Are we trusting what the, what's the uh, Taysom Hill? Like, are we really trusting them? Michael Thomas, he was quoted the other day saying he's going to be better than 2019. Uh, maybe get healthy and play a game mm, first, my dog. Yeah. Maybe not. Hold on. Be yeah. Uh, all those knee and foot injuries later and three years older. So I don't know about that. So Panthers second place in the NFC South. Again, maybe not the Bulldogs pick but kurt let's save the boldest and best for last come on my number three pick in the bold pick draft of 2022 episode one back like we never left premiere episode it's the boys my third bold pick is tom brady and the bucks make the playoffs and then <laughs> i was like yeah they lose it? in the first round of the playoffs to whoever whomst ever whomever it is and then brady retires for real lose in the first round that is my prediction. Bold. I would love to see that. Mm, I knew you would. I'm just saying. I'd love to see it. <laughs> Bruno, we have some similar styles to sure. our bold picks. Mm, I um, wonder why that may have been No, it's just, we have some similar styles. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I went first, so it looks like you may have copied me. Um, the, the people will never know what actually happened People will never know. <laughs> That's okay. You know what? I'll let them think what they want. Sure. Sure. You decide. You know what I think? Sure. Jalen Hurts. Bang. Deep into the MVP conversation. I'm not saying he wins it. Balls deep? Both of them. Damn. Not even in. just one. Ten toes in or Ten two balls to in? What's more like, what has more gusto? Mm. Ten toes or two balls? I think ten toes. I think ten toes. Yeah. He's ten toes into the MVP conversation. Yep. He cements himself in that. I just think he's he's primed for a breakout year. I think, so he'll, he'll be in the mix there. Uh, this one, we talked about it earlier. I think the AFC South is atrocious. I think it's uh, one of the worst divisions in football. Mm. And that means I'm taking, quite literally, the worst team in the NFL last year, God. the Jacksonville Jaguars, <laughs> to finish in second place. Oh, my Lord. So I, th I had the Colts winning it. I think the Jaguars sneak ahead of the Titans, and that's that's how your AFC South lies. That would be so funny. And Bruno, my final one, that was my that was my sexy one. Sex. My final one, yes. My final one, <laughs> you had one similar to this last year. I think I did. But I'm going, to, I'm going with the AFC West. I'm not saying every team makes the postseason. That may or may not have been what I said. Yes, he said that. In the he, NFC. You did that, NFC West last yep. year. But I'm saying the AFC West, yep. every team's over 500. Yeah. Now, Kurt, that's not really a bold pick. 500's like, you know, pretty blech. Yeah, but that division, I just truly believe, is going to beat up on each other so much that, like, if, if every team's above 500, that's, that's pretty impressive. Oh, yeah. So th those are my bold picks. Uh, we, the, I would say between the two of us, we had some boldness in there. I think you can say that we are bold. We are bold. Like Brandon Bolden. Mm. Um, but Bruno, it leads me to my favorite time. One could say to your favorite place? Patriots place. Mm. I like how you set that up. That was a, <laughs> that was a sexy setup Let's from go, my baby. boy. Um, Bruno, I think it's most important that we start in a place where I wish we didn't have to start. Oh, boy. 
but we do, and it's with it's with the coaching staff. Um, so obviously, as we know, Bill Belichick has been a defensive guru for his you know entire tenure in the, his NFL career. Yep. Now, defensive coordinator for Super Bowl teams helped you know change the philosophy of the Patriots defense, and now here he is this year, and he is fully involved with an offense. He's in Mac Jones' ear. He spends all practice with the offense. And that could be because of the – I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's because of the departure of Josh McDaniels. So, Bill Belichick, Joe Judge, who is the quarterback's coach, <laughs> is spending time with Joe Judge Joe, – sorry, Bill is with Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, who is like offensive assistant slash offensive line coach mm. slash the official – unofficial offensive coordinator. I see. What are your what are your initial thoughts about that because that makes my brain want to explode. So, isn't there a phrase there's too many cooks in the kitchen? Yes, that's I a phrase. I feel like there's too many shitty cooks in this kitchen. <laughs> if if you will. There's one like, great <laughs> chef, master chef, top chef. Michelin star? Mich- five star is it five? Michelin, I don't, I don't know. Michelin's Michelin. a good thing. For the me. Michelin man himself in the kitchen. <laughs> and I think we both know who that is. Kurt I am just again. I have followed this loosely. I have tried not to think about it too much because it kind of makes my brain hurt. I you have three basically people who have been head coaches, been there, done that before. Obviously, one way better than the others. I just it seems like it is very complicated. And what doesn't necessarily help is that we're sitting here again, like we always do every single year, with people saying, "Hey, Bill, what's going to happen? Hey, Bill, what are we going to do? Like, who's going to be the coach?" And of course. He does his classic Bill check where he's not going to tell us, and he's going to say, you know, just try, you know, I, we're all calling plays, we're all figuring out the team, the team, the team, and like, listen, I I respect that, right? Like, I it has worked for him in the past, and I'm not asking him to divulge all of the secrets. Sure, you sure. know, Ernie Adams has his secrets, Bill has his secrets, whatever. But Kurt, I just looking at all these coaches that are in this, in there have their what is it, hands in the cookie jar yeah, or whatever some, it is. There's some hands in the cookie jar. It just seems like you know we're we're replacing one person who was good in McDaniel's with a bunch of eh, and it's critical time for Mac Jones. Listen, I'm a little nervous, but I guess what do we say in Bill we trust? In Bill we trust, I suppose. I just think it's like, you know, Bill let Josh do whatever he wanted. Right. Uh, he had really nothing to do with the offense and. Uh, now that you're seeing this whole switch with the coaching staff, um, which has led to a whole offensive sh- like s- philosophy and scheme shift, which we'll get into here in a second, but it's just a little bit alarming to me because, like you mentioned, that's supposed to be like the second year for Mac Jones. He's on his rookie contract. You're supposed to take that leap. Mac has clearly done everything you know possible um, to basically get himself in a situation where. He worked his ass off in the offseason. You see it physically with him. Um, and he you know, voted a captain this year. He's doing all the right things. And so to have a bunch of incompetent boobs mm. coaching him and in mm. his ear, it's like that's really disheartening for me. Yeah. Like I wish it was Bill O'Brien. I told you I wish it was Adam Gase. I wish it was someone who had like decent – like Adam Gase was a good offensive coordinator. He was yeah. a terrible head coach. But, uh, Matt Patricia – was a bad defense coordinator and an awful head coach. And Joe Judge was a special teams coordinator, which like doesn't count. And then terrible head coach. So it's yeah. like, I just, I don't know. It just doesn't sit right with me. And so it bothers me. Let's lead this into the offensive shift. Okay. Well, I want to touch on one more thing. Because Bill has kind of switched over to the offense, he has left the defense in the hands of his son, Steve Belichick, and Gerard Mayo. It's basically, you guys do you. 
You're both de facto co-defensive coordinators. Yep. Figure it out. You're on your own. I think it also helps they have a lot of um, experienced players on that side of the ball, right. whether it's like Matt Judon or it's Devin McCourty. And, and Jawan Bentley has been there for four or five years. So I think I you know I think they'll be okay, but that's just something to point out. Sure. Now, now offensively, Bruno, mm-hmm. you've heard a lot this offseason about the Patriots kind of shifting their identity offensively, and it all kind of started back when Jakob Johnson. Oh, God. The fullback who was in New England for the last three years since James Devlin retired put on, you know, told a reporter that the Patriots said they wouldn't need his services anymore because they're getting rid of the fullback position. Now, if you know anything about Josh McDaniels and if you've watched Patriots games over the last couple of years, you know that the fullback has been a prominent role in this offense because they run this gap power run game. So basically, that means like pulling guards when you had Shaq Mason, you had Joe Tooney. You had some of those big boys who were just powerful human beings. Mike Unwenu, Unwenu who is now playing guard, um, right guard for the Patriots, when he's in that power run game and he's, and he's pulling and stuff, like that's, that's, you don't want that big man coming at you. Now they are kind of shifting the run game from this power run gap scheme to a – outside zone scheme so basically without getting too x's and o's sure it's offensive line you all sprint left or offensive line you all sprint right and basically it's supposed to help you play faster it's supposed to be the running back gets the ball on an outside zone you basically find like plant and you go mm-hmm. um it's it's the kyle shanahan offense it's the sean mcveigh offense um so it's supposed to help you play faster it can be absolutely deadly when it's run efficiently and it's run correctly. It also helps uh, your play-action pass game, right. which is something the Patriots love to do. Mac Jones obviously uh, six, was very successful with play-action last year, so I can see why the Patriots want to do that. But basically this offseason, from every reporter who's been at Patriots practices, from us watching with our own eyes or I, shout out you, shout out. to the preseason game, watching the preseason games, it's been bad. The offense yeah. looks like it has no rhythm, no chemistry. Is that because Matt Patricia's calling plays? Maybe. <laughs> Is that because they've completely changed their scheme? Also, maybe. I think so much of this season will be dictated in the first, like, six weeks. Can this offense find their rhythm? Can this offense, you know, get going a little bit? Because otherwise you're putting way too much pressure on the defense. Yeah, and I completely agree with that. Um, I think the most – telling thing going on right now has been exactly what you said in that we've heard a mix of how much Mac has been working hard. He's been working out with the receivers, with the tight ends, the time he's putting in, he was voted a captain. So clearly he's been putting in the work, matching that with what we saw in the preseason, which exactly like you said, I would just like to echo it, did not really inspire much happiness, confidence, or faith in my eyeball. So (laughs) I completely agree. I think this is going to be, you know, some, sometimes teams use the preseason as a tune-up and then they're ready to go out of the gates. Yeah. I don't expect us to come out of the gates firing on all cylinders, right? I think what we're probably going to be in store for is it, we're going to have flashes in the first couple of weeks. We'll get into their schedule later on, and, it, you know, the schedule can maybe dictate, like, how our, our season's going to look, like, especially early on. But as long as from week to week it's looking like there's an improvement, we're kind of addressing in practice some of the things that are going on, and maybe it's something where, like, Patricia or whoever is calling the plays needs to settle into back to that role as well. But I think taking all those factors into consideration, Kurt, the number one thing that I am valuing over anything else is that I also – believe in mac jones me too and maybe it's early maybe you can call me a homer i don't really care i think we're pretty much on the same page about this sure. we're not saying he's the best quarterback in football but like 
we I believe in the work that he's been putting in. He like got a great conditioning program this offseason, yeah. earned the respect of his teammates, yep. he's been putting in the work. So I believe in that. And sure, maybe it's gonna like be a little bumpy to start, but I truly do think that like he is highly, highly motivated, not only to be like a leader on the team, but also like he wants to show how hard he's been working and you know how much time he can put in. So Yeah. I I I am a huge believer in Mac Jones. Um, I think he is the best offensive player they have, which I don't know if that maybe that says something about your offense. But at the same time, I just feel like they have more at the skill positions than they've had since like Tom Brady was here. So they go out and they trade for Devontae Parker, who I think is going to need to be a go-to guy for the Patriots this year. If they want to be good, I think Devontae Parker needs to be a go-to guy for them. Jacoby Myers is back, who's been – it's, he's been Mac Jones binky yep. in year one. It looks like this this pre this uh, preseason. It's the same thing. He's kind of been his binky again. Um, so I I think that you know he will be Myers will be steady Eddie. Kendrick Bourne had a good year. Jesus Christ, that's Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> well, Jesus Christ, it sounds like he's had a bad offseason, Kendrick Bourne. Oh, yeah. On the flippity flop, Nelson Aguilar's had a really good offseason. But if you're you're telling me you have a receiving core of Devontae Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, and Tyquan Thornton, the rookie second-round yeah, pick, back who, eventually. Was, who was apparently tearing up preseason. Tore himself up. Tore himself bit. up. Got a little collar, a little clavicle injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, he uh, he returns at some point in October. So you're gonna you're gonna have a pretty deep receiver core there. You have Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson, who I think are absolute studs, both of them. And you have two tight ends, who I think you're. I really think you're gonna see way more out of Jonathan Smith this year and hunter henry let's not forget led the nfl in touchdowns last year for tight ends which is crazy and i am you know what i've heard i'm actually kind of excited about john U. smith maybe had one of the worst debuts whether you want to call it first game seasons whatever he was supposed to be part of like this back to the like good old days of definitely not questionable tight ends both with solid characters and backgrounds that definitely didn't have anything going bad for the patriots back in the day he was supposed to be returned for henry well one of those went according to plan yeah one of those did not john smith not great last year and i don't know why it was i don't necessarily even care why it was all the reports have said he's been practicing well renewed energy it seems like he's fitting in more maybe it's the scheme maybe it's the comfort level whatever it is Maybe it's getting rid of uh, Devin Asiasi. You know, I don't know what the tight end, you know, yeah. what what happened there. Um, but I am excited to see that. And, Kurt, I completely agree. Like, I think we're going to have the opportunity to, like, disperse the ball a little bit more. And I think that that's going to make the offense maybe less reliant on one or two guys. Bruno, we're interrupting the pod for a second. I, I was trying to film. No, I know. No. You don't think Deontay Johnson? I don't know. So basically, I'm in a fantasy football draft right now, and I need another wide receiver. I love Deontay Johnson. I have Deontay. He was so good last year. He he. Maybe, Their quarterbacks scare me. I know, but he did that last year with Big Ben, who did You're right. nothing. Deontay Johnson. I think it Deontay is. Johnson is. Right. He's like the number yep. one guy. There. Yep. 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 All right. Sorry. Back. Back at it. Back yeah, at I would have been worried if he didn't. Back, back at it. Okay. Okay. DK. Not DK. Metcalf. Big name, but Geno fucking Smith. Come on. Yeah. Well, can he pick it? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. All right. Sorry. Go back to it. Yeah. I was honestly. I don't even remember. I was looking at you. A little spoiler alert. I'll we'll we'll interrupt our professional talk for a second. We've been looking at each other, and I can see Kurt's fantasy draft on his screen. I've been doing my best to fill filibuster when we get close to a Kurt pick um it hasn't always gone well because I've run ran out of steam like coincidentally like the pick before Kurt has supposed to pick so I was trying right there to just say shit that sounded smart so you know leave a five-star review and tell me how smart I sounded while I was filibustering right there but 
Kurt, I think we should just start it. We cover the offense. Maybe we just start on the defense? Question yeah. I'd, one more thing about okay, the yeah, offense. That's, uh, that's what I meant. Yeah, right no, on the same page. Just, <laughs> it's going to be – so the offense will go as the offensive line goes, and that scares me. Yeah. So left to right, Trent Brown has moved from right tackle to left tackle where he won Super Bowl with the Pats. So he's on the left. He's Right next to him is Cole Strange, the first-round pick. Dr. Strange. Obviously, David Andrews is anchoring the middle. Our boy. Our boy. Abby's Abby calls him dad. And take that as you will. Okay. okay. David no David Dad Andrews <laughs> no, no. is at center. Okay. Mike and Wayne is at right guard and then yep. right tackles Isaiah Wynn if he's ever healthy. If not, Yadni Kajust. Remember but, that name? But you but have I, practiced that. Uh, yep. And that's he was a third round pick. We were in Gamble when I he was selected. And you're like, Kurt, tell me about him. And I was like, I can't tell you much. <laughs> yeah. West Virginia, <laughs> yeah. I think. West Virginia. Or Iowa, yeah. maybe? I don't know. One of those Utah two. Utah State. Nope. Not them. Oh, you can play that. Not them. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason yep. I know that. <laughs> um, but they're going to, I, you know, even in week one, they're going to see a lot of blitzing from Miami. Yeah. I bet they're going to see a lot of blitzing, period. True. Last year, the Patriots faced. The least amount of two high safeties in the NFL, meaning they did not – no one respected you to throw the ball down the field. So they loaded the box. They knew you were going to run the ball, and the Patriots still had success running the ball. But it's like, you know, I think you're going to see a heavy blitzing again this year, and the Patriots need to be able to throw over it. In order to throw over it, you need a little bit of time. That was smooth. That Thanks. Was Offensive line needs to get it going. Yep. Bruno, lead us, in, lead us in the defense. Sure. So, Kurt, the only thing I'll add – for the offense is that I don't know about you, but like I'm feeling 22. Well, first of all, true. Yep. Oh my god, that rhymed. That was incredible. That, um, that was the Taylor Swift song. I know, but then okay. I said, and then I said true. Oh. So like it was like the rhyme, you know. Yep. Whatever. Sure. I'm with us now. I'm word, I'm word, all word. the way in now. Um, running backs. Ramondre Stevenson. Is he like the hype has been building, even in fantasy, which is crazy because you never draft paycheck running backs in fantasy. But he the the hype for Ramondre Stevenson. Like I like Damian Harris. Is is Ramondre Stevenson just Steve, Ramondre Stevenson just the guy now? Like I don't know. Like he Kurt has the shirt on. I'm wearing a Mondre shirt at the moment. I think by like week eight, Ramondre Stevenson will be the lead back. Which is I mean again, and it's not a slight to Damian Harris because yes, yeah, sure he had his injuries and a couple of fumbles. Damian Harris just got drafted in Kurt's league before Ramondre. Yeah. So shame on me. Ramondre's um, right here. So, yeah, maybe that's a reflection of where they are right now. But, Kurt, it's exciting. But, Kurt, as you said, we will move along. We talked about the offense. Now we're going to move into the defense. Kurt, I think the biggest thing with the defense has been we've had a lot of veterans who have been on the team for a lot of years. We've had a lot of guys who have been around. And it's always a fine line between balancing the experience of the defense and the knowledge of the plays and the been there, done that, and the seen it all with simply the fact, Kurt, that what do you need to have? on defense in order to keep up with everyone these days you need you need some speed you need some speed Kurt. Bruno, so the need for speed it's real it's so real so basically bruno what's been really cool about the patriots this year is that they have kind of out with the old in with the new and while it's hard to see guys like dante hightower leave and and um kyle van noy leave oh he's on the chargers too people forget oh another one um it's just like those guys were so effective for the patriots but you know, in the NFL, it's adapting to these Tyree Kills and the Jalen Waddles and the Hunter Renfro's of the world. Um, it's kind of it's kind of the need for some more speed at the second level. So Ray Call McMillan comes back from tearing his ACL last year for the Pats. He steps into that you know lead linebacker role with Jawan Bentley. Mac Wilson, who's who the Patriots traded Chase Winovich for, straight up one for one, one for has one. been flying all over the field. Um, I just think that the speed of that level. 
is huge for them. I love the front. I like. I really do like the front seven. If you can get Matt Judon some help, fuck. If you can get Matt Judon some help, no, no, basically, top, top. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, hurt. Sneaky. Gonna have a good year. Do I just do Ramondre Stevenson? You need wide receivers. You're, you you have know, a bunch of. I know. Why don't Sorry. you get Brandon Cooks, Davis Mills, the goat? Uh, He's gonna have volume. He just needs to stay healthy, but he can stay up on any You're right. He's in. We got okay, Brandon cool, Cooks. Cool, cool. So I just feel like I like the front seven. If you can get Matt Jude on some help, yes. Uh, and it sounds like Anthony Jennings, the linebacker, the third round linebacker out of Alabama a couple mm-hmm. years ago, has been really good. I I think the I think the front seven can be really something a highlight of this team. Yep. Which is good considering your safeties are like the deepest te- the deepest part of your team with Devin McCourty and Kyle Duggar and Adrian Phillips. And those guys like Duggar and Phillips can come down into the box. They go out, they sign Jabril Peppers. Um, it's just it, – it's, it's kind of mind-boggling um, how deep they are at that at that position. And they got Eric Bledsoe, the guy who they drafted last year, in, in the mix there too. So the safety is deep. What does that leave left to talk about defensively, Bruno? Kurt, might it be – I was kind of watching your fantasy draft linebackers. Nope, corners. Corners. That's yep. what I. That's yeah. what I meant. Kurt. He meant that's corners. Meant. We talked corners. So <laughs> sorry, I got no, distracted. I know. No, sorry. Draft. It's very hard to podcast and draft <laughs> at the same In time. In case you don't realize what just happened, Kurt, I've been trying to be like, should I take over? Kurt has been literally breaking down molecule by molecule, atom by atom, particle by particle, this defense and what we need to do. He was literally had like two pick. He, you had back to back picks, pretty much, basically. <laughs> And I was like, Kurt, should I take over? I kept looking. You just kept talking. And I was like, okay. And then I like got lost in your draft. And I, yeah, I, I might have reached for Ramondre, but I think he's going to be that Fuck guy. It. I think he's the third down back for now. Unless for now. Ty Montgomery, that's a whole. To start? He like got carted off yeah. in the Raiders game, but then practiced today. I'm very confused about it. But I think Ramondre's poised for a big year. Yeah. Um, I also didn't know DeAndre Hopkins was there. Whoops. Um, anyway, but so the secondary, I mean, the corners, let's talk about it. This offseason, they go out and they pick, they pick up. Malcolm Butler, who had like retired last year, that was a real, another weird. Terrence man. Mitchell, who's a journeyman in the NFL, journeyman, um, who looked like they were going to be fighting for the opposite corner spot across from Jalen Mills. No, no, sir. no, because Belichick goes out in the third round and drafts the five foot eight Marcus Jones from Houston. Apparently, a little spark plug. Bruno, my favorite pick in the draft, really? Marcus Jones for the Patriots. I can't yep. tell. Are you being serious? I'm one hundred percent serious. I'm five foot eight. Watch. <laughs> I can't. Just watch. from my height. I'll watch. be able to tell. Um, I think so. He'll be in the slot. Him and Miles Bryant will be in the slot. I hope Miles Bryant will probably start in the slot. But I think by your this, when the season gets going, Marcus Jones will be that guy. Okay. I also think that because the Patriots have moved Jonathan Jones, who was their slot corner for so many years, right. out to cornerback two opposite Jalen Mills, the slot's open. So who who knows what happens with that? But right. Marcus Jones, Miles Bryant there. And then another Jones. Why not? Why not have another Jones? We're Jones and Jack Jones, mm. Arizona State, fell in the draft a little bit because he has some off-field issues. Not good issues. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. But he, um, he could, he could be, uh, he could be in the mix. The boy is a thumper. So yeah, you, we, our team has some thumpers. The th- the team has some absolute thumpers, <laughs> and it'll be just so interesting to see what happens. Um, and I, I'm excited for this defense. I think they could be massively underrated. Yeah, especially because, again, we did lose some big names yes. over the past years. Like, people, when they think of the Patriots team, they're like, oh, they trade Stephon Gilmore, like, all yep. that sort of stuff. There's a lot of people who, like, don't, you know, aren't as familiar, and it might see us and be like, oh, they lost a lot of guys. But, Kurt, I completely agree. I do think the defense is going to be underrated. It is exciting. Um, Kurt, 
Are we? Did you have any more? De- I have a question for you, but hit it's, me. Hit it's me. not defensive. No, hit me. Hit me. Um, obviously, coaches love to say that the NFL that the team is what a three-phase team. It's offense, defense, yeah. special teams. Complementary, three-phase. Yeah, 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 yeah. All that good stuff. Um, it's it's not really a, a high depth in-depth question, but Nick Folk, unbelievable year last year. Pretty sure he was the number one fantasy kicker. Yeah. What, thoughts on Nick Folk coming into this year? He's would been... you draft him first among kickers in fantasy? No. But I would draft him high. Okay, he's been so steady, man. Like Which, he wasn't he in the Jets for a long time. He's the Jets. He he played the Patriots when he was with the Bucks and mixed oh like gosh. those four kicks that game. Oh my god, he. He's just been so good. Which is crazy. I mean, I'm all aboard the yeah. Nick Folk train. The dad bod city. Just absolutely old as <laughs> hell out there. Dad bod, grandpa age, knocking field goals home like it's his job. It is yep. his job. It People is. forget. Yep. But so I like, the, I like the special teams unit. Nick Folk, they went out and they re-signed Jake Bailey to a big contract. Jake Bailey didn't have as good of a year last year. Dealing with some, I had, I guess he had like knee surgery, had some knee issues. Oh, so he'll be back okay. better than ever, um, hopefully, because he's a hashtag weapon. Weapon. Um, so I, I don't know, Bruno. The defense, the special teams, I think will be good. It's yep. it's the offense. It's a question mark. Yeah, fair enough, Kirk. Fair enough. Which kind of leads to the question about. I don't like to say this because we're the Patriots and we usually don't like doing this, but. D- <sighs> Do you think this is almost a bridge year? By a bridge year, like the Patriots have the second most cap space in the NFL next year, about fifty-eight million. Mack will be in year three. You know, Tyquan Thornton will be back for a full year healthy. That if they really do change the scheme, they'll have a whole year under their belt. Do you think Bill has his eyes focused on the 2023-2024 season, or do you think he wants to win now, or a little bit of both? I mean, I don't think there's a very strong argument that you can say. Like, of course, he wants to win now. Right. But I think the argument completely lies in the fact that, like you said, so much coaching change that there's going to need some time for that to settle in. The roster, like you said, there's a lot of turnover. Um, I think you pointed out 10 rookies. 10. Should we take a pause? 10. 20% of your roster, essentially. Made the team. Yeah, which is a lot. Um, So I think what's going to happen this year is that, again, we're going to want to win. I think what we're going to want to look for, though, most of all, is improvement from the start of the year to the end of the year. And who knows? Like, sure, if we're in a playoff position late in the year, of course, we're going to go all in and try to win. I don't think anyone's sitting here, though, saying, like, we're going to, you know, be buyers at the trade deadline and, right. you know, d- sell everything to try to make it work for this year. As Again, especially when you think about just our division. Yeah. The Bills seemingly have that unlock. And we're sneaky in a battle for a second with the Dolphins. So, again, I don't, I'm not sitting here being like I'm expecting us to go 17-0 this year. Right. Obviously, I want to do well. Well, good. I think, I'm glad you – no, we're not going 17-0. Okay, so we're going 17-0. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, pick six. I'll be taking the Patriots every week. That, every, will, lead, that will lead every me week. to my third straight pick six championship. Yeah, as everyone sure. knows, I always win those. Kurt, I just think that at the end of the day, obviously, we're going to want to play better. I hope that we – at the end of the season – we feel like we took a step forward. I just don't want to feel like we took a step back. Well, I th- I'm going to be really straight with you right now. I think it will be a step back. You in, are really straight. In terms remember. in terms of the record. <laughs> in terms Sorry. of the record. <laughs> 10 and 7 last year in Mac Jones rookie year, you're like, "Oh, okay, great. He's going to make the second year jump." blah blah blah. I don't think so. The coaching thing has me worried right now. Um, the schedule's hard. Uh, and I think there's going to be growing pains. I because you have ten rookies on your roster, because you're talking about prominently playing these corners who are very young. I I just feel like basically you could have a really slow start to the season. I think it might mimic a little bit of what happened last year to start the year. Patriots start one and three, they go on a run, and then they limp at the finish line. And the the schedule is set up so similarly. 
uh, this year. Bruno, it starts Dolphins, Steelers, Ravens, Packers. I think if you lose week one in Miami, which is possible, you're staring at one and three right in the eye. Eye. Thank you. You're welcome. I, I think you beat the Steelers. The Ravens and Packers, that's tough. You're going to have you're gonna have your work cut out for you to win either one of those games. So I, that's a tough start. Yeah. I Listen, Kurt, I completely agree with you. I would love to start off 1-0, not guaranteed. Steelers starting Mitch Trubisky, who knows. The only thing we can hope is that by week four, Aaron Rodgers is still yelling at all his wide receivers and they can't score points and their defense isn't settled in yet. And for the Ravens, historically – We've always had problems with the uh, mobile quarterback. So, again, I'm not looking forward to seeing Lamar run all over us. But, Kurt, like you said, a daunting four-game uh, series. Not series, I guess. Four-game start to the season. But, Kurt, mm. much like you just said that previously when we were talking about how last year went, even if we go on four, I don't want to go on four. Yeah, but don't, even if don't we go say on four, yeah. Kurt, let's take a look at the middle, the heart of our mm. Patriots schedule this year. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to read these next Seven games, Kurt, and okay. it's an instant 7-0. and Not okay. really, but it might be 7-0. Definitely guaranteed. Yeah, Not no, really, but it, it's also guaranteed. But, like, probably. Did you follow me there? It's guaranteed. Okay. Thank you. Right. We got Lions, Browns, Bears, Jets, Colts, Jets, Vikings. So, obviously. It's wide open. The teams in there that jump out are the Vikings, that seventh game, right? Because we talked about how they're going to be underrated. Yep. Though, again, I'm not, like, that's not an instant loss by any means. That's also Thanksgiving. Night. We play on Thanksgiving. The we are the late game, so oh, eat your turkey. Shit. They are the eight o'clock game on uh, Thanksgiving. At, fucking at Minnesota. Yeah. At Minnesota. Okay, interesting. I I feel like I like that. But that's also Bruno. Funny. We're interrupting again. I'm on the clock again in the draft. Okay. My team's pretty good, guys. I like my team. How many? I have. How do I tell how many wide receivers and running backs the other? You can't. Yahoo. What the fuck, Yahoo? I can't see shit. I think I have three right, of so these. Just four, at the I have board. four receivers. Three. T- Would you go? I really wanted Mooney. They took him. Just looking at the board. A lot of running backs. Probably on here, the best running back I like is Sanders because he's probably going to start. All the other guys, I don't know, like Brian Robinson when he's healthy, Rashad Penny, eh, I don't know. Wide receivers, Brandon Ayuk, underrated kind of. I kind of like Brandon Ayuk. Um, oh, Alan Lazard. I mean, again, he might be the number one guy there. Like, he literally might be the number one guy. Um, we're going to take Miles Sanders. I like Miles Sanders. He just needs to stay healthy. But if he's healthy, he's like yeah. the starter. And okay. Jalen Hurts is, that's your boy, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I know. So. Okay. So, anyways, so again, that middle of the schedule, going to be easy. So, even if we go 0 and 4, you know, say we go like 6 and 1, 5 and 2, we're right back around 500, yeah. right? Which, again, it's a little sad that we're saying, oh, we're right back around 500, yeah. but like we're hopefully not going to go one and four. So, Kurt, that's quick maths. 11 games. Say we're right around six and five, five and six, somewhere in that range through like the first two parts of our season. And then, mm-hmm. and then, oh my Kurt, God. then, 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 you know, the, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I started saying that, but anyways, then we get to the last six games of the season. Kurt, let me just do you a favor and uh, read these games, and you tell me where there's an easy game in these last six games. Kurt, Kurt, I, Curtis, I don't know if it's home or away, but we got the opponents. Bills. Home. Uh-huh. It's home. Still. Uh-huh. Cardinals. At the Cardinals. Is at- that late in the season for them to start collapsing? Maybe. Yeah. They I- always collapse late in the season. Yep. Um, Raiders. I don't know. Bengals. No, I don't know. Good. Dolphins. It, like, second to last game of the season, Dolphins could be fighting for a playoff spot. And then closing with the Bills, who might still care at that point because they might be trying to get seeding. Like, they could still care in week 17 I, because of seeding. Honest to God, hope yeah. – Week 18, technically, yeah. game 17. I hope that they have the division locked up and they sit everybody. Me too. The one, yeah, and that would be great. But, Kurt, that is tough because that basically means 
if we're even close to 500 heading into that stretch, yeah. I mean, yikes. Yeah. It needs to be something like last year when you started one and three, and then all of a sudden you were nine and four. Right. There was a time when we were like the number one team. Like yeah. that week where we went nine and four. I like went to the best. Titans <laughs> game. They were nine and four, the number one seed yep. in the AFC, and then bad things happened. Yeah. So, again, I would say if you if you can go two and two in these first right. four, if you can win the first two games, you can set yourself up for a pretty good year. Yeah. If it starts bad, it I don't love our chances. No. So, Kurt. Let me ask you this. Yep. I don't know if you were getting to this point. Are you – I guess it could be a push, but, like, let's uh, – Yeah, that's a record. Well, no, I was going to say – so we were 10-7 and 7 last year, right? I was, I'm was. i basically trying to say better or worse. worse. I guess we could still be 10-7, and 7, but – We could be 10-7. and 7. I – the thing that keeps popping into my head is 8-9, and nine, which is, like, not good. Not That's that not sad. it. But it really will dictate – I remember last year when we lost to Miami in the first game, and I was like, it's just the first game. It's not going to matter. <laughs> It mattered. It mattered at the end. So uh, they need to start two and two, and if they don't start two and two, it's not looking good. But if you can steal two games there, go on that win streak, and hopefully, really find out about your team and about your identity. Maybe you steal a couple games late. I think the Cardinals game and even the Dolphins game at home in New England in December. I'll, I'll give the Patriots those ones. Sure. The other ones, you're not. Be, I don't know about the Bills. I think you're going to get smoked by the Raiders and the Bengals. Uh, they're. Who knows? Yeah. So there's a lot of question marks. Obviously, it's way too early to, to talk about it, but we we still did. So I don't know. Eight and nine, nine and eight. We'll see. I don't. I don't. The AFC is so loaded. I just don't know if it's. I don't know if it's their year, pal. Yeah, Kurt. Honestly, I'm right there with you. Seventeen and zero. Great. Awesome. So I'm glad we we both agree. <laughs> yeah. um, let's finish this up with just a couple quick thoughts about Miami. Sure. Uh, Patriots again starting the season with the Dolphins. This time down in Fl- South Florida. Uh, and their last nine visits to Miami, oh, do I Bruno, they're two and seven. However, they're five and one versus Dolphins in Miami since 2003 in the months of September and October. Oh. So earlier in the year when they're in Miami, okay. they we're win. Used to the, we're used to the warm weather. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they're down there now. They flew down there yesterday. Hopefully, hopefully that that might bring good vibes. They get acclimated yep. to the weather. They get it going. Now, like I talked about it earlier, Miami, blitz happy. They will blitz the hell out of you. Right. I think Mac Jones is going to get sacked like five or six times. Right. I think the under is going to hit in this game. You don't know what the Dolphins have in Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle out, Jalen Waddle out there together. Yep. That's terrifying. Is Tua going to get them the ball? Who knows? There are so many question marks. This game could go so many different directions. But I think if the Patriots want to sneak out of Miami with a W, so much of it is going to have to – rely on their pass their passing attack jacoby myers is on the in, like is on the injury report don't love that kurt revenge game say it that's where i'm going okay good Devonte parker <laughs> i think he's gonna have i think if the patriots win in week one expect Devonte parker to have his fingerprints all over yep and kurt i think here's what's gonna happen this is one of my predictions if we're gonna be honest actually no we'll save it for the pick six but one of the things i'm gonna think is gonna happen kurt I, I would almost bet, Kurt, your entire life savings. That's oh, how confident I am. Okay. Your entire There's life not a savings. lot there, but keep going. You know, all of it. <laughs> Tyreek Hill, 120 yards plus and a touchdown. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I think it's almost the mortal lock of the weekend <laughs> that there's going to be a Tyreek Hill like 70-yard touchdown because first game for the defense, we're figuring things out. Like you said, the corners, I'm not really sure what's going on. He's going to have like one huge touchdown and then like six catches for 50 yards. So it's going to yeah. like he's going to add up to a big fantasy game. I'm expecting there to be some bad defensive breakdowns. They're but, young again, yeah. But 
again, it's still Tua. It's still Tyreek's right. first game there. They're not going to be perfect either. So, like, I, you know, listen, there's a lot of people hyping up the Dolphins, but, like, it's Ernst Kurt. Is it is it given, not earned, or is it earned, not given? It's earned, not given, baby. Thank you. All right. So, I don't know. I hope the Patriots come out and they play some zone defense. If you're trying to chase Waddle and Hill around the field, good luck. The Patriots pass rush better get home, and I want to see two all squashed like a bug. Me too. Bruno, this is going to be a fun season of playing the field. I appreciate you. We are in person again this year, which oh, is the most yeah. electric part of the entire the entire process. Uh, Twitch was cool. That was fun. Shout out our viewers. Um, our, plural. Definitely plural. Not at the moment, but there were for a <laughs> while there. Um, Bruno, I'm going to let you do do your thing and get us <clears> out <throat> here. Yes, sir. <clears throat> let me clear the throat. Uh, it's been a long offseason, but it is my pleasure to let you all know that we will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Peace. Talking swords and always know the truth.